The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Well, now we're joined by Porik Horkin, horticulturist, member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, I'm looking at the weather forecast from Met Air and sunny spells and scattered showers for the rest of the day, but mainly those showers across Connaught and Ulster. So I hope it's nice with you. It's lovely here today. It's a beautiful, bright spring day. The sun is out, Pat, and it's it's absolutely great gardening weather. But a word of warning, we are with this high pressure coming. We are going to get frost at nighttime. So for gardeners that may have some early seeds sown, maybe tom- tomato seeds or geranium seeds that might be a little bit frost sensitive in a greenhouse or tunnel, make sure you cover those at nighttime because the temperatures are going to get down to freezing over the next couple of of days, but that means sunny days, good gardening weather, and there's lots to do in the garden at the moment. Yeah. Now, you've given me a list of jobs. I mean, everything from <laughs> pruning back fruit trees to planting maybe fresh fruit trees for this summer. If I plant something now, I mean, what will grow? If I planted raspberries now, would I get them strawberries? Even yes, you would. Apple trees? Well, apples, if you go for, there's a great range of apple trees called the Coronet family of apple trees. They're actually bred in Ireland in Kilkenny. And the Cornet apple trees, if you purchase one, say, at this time of the year and pot it up in a patio pot and plant some strawberries around the base of the Cornet apple tree, not only will you get apples this year, but you get beautiful strawberries this year. So the Cornet range of, of apples are specifically bred to grow in small gardens on your balcony on your patio in pots or containers they'll only ever grow to about six feet or seven feet in height pot and i have them in my own garden and i get about 30 or 40 apples every year from them and they tend to be really good tasty varieties like james grieve or beauty of bath or l star and so really nice flavorsome varieties but but the cornet family is is a range of apple trees that if you plant them now you will get fruit this summer. And indeed, most fruiting plants like strawberries, raspberries, blackcurrants and gooseberries fruit in the first year. So by planting them now, you'll certainly get some fruit. And of course, the amount of fruit will increase year on year. But it's certainly the time for pruning. So do prune your apple trees, prune general gooseberries, raspberries, summer um, fruiting raspberries and autumn fruiting raspberries. And um, indeed, plants like roses should be pruned at this time of year as well. Now, some of the questions coming in. When is the best time to transfer my cordyline from pot to flower bed and uh, what preferred location and soil type? That's from Rosaline in Longford. Well, the good news, Rosaline, is that cordyline is one of the easiest plants to grow. I mean, we have them here in the west of Ireland growing in Achill, Mulrani, right over through Westport. So they tolerate a lot of wind. They're great in seaside conditions and they're evergreen, of course. And they grow tall, roughly up to about 14 or 15 feet in height, but they take up minimal space in the garden because of that beautiful clean stem. So my advice really is to plant it in a bright sunny location, free draining soil, and apart from that um, it's a very, very easy plant to transplant. And this would be an excellent time to do that. So over the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks, you can safely transplant the cordline out of the pot directly into the garden soil. This is an interesting question. Uh, what are the best salad leaves or uh, cut-and-come leaves to grow on my windowsill indoors? The idea being you don't just pull up a head of lettuce, you actually can take out some of the leaves and it'll keep flourishing. 
And it's, I always recommend this, Pat, even if you're just growing the common lettuce like Tom Thumb or Little Gem, rather than cutting the head, it's better just to peel the leaves that you're going to use in a salad. And the beauty with the lettuce plant is that it regrows again and you, you minimize the amount of waste you have. But cut and comb is a great way to grow a wide selection of herbs and vegetables simply in a window box or patio planter. So I'm thinking of things like Salad bowl lettuce would be really good. It comes in a red and green variety. But you've also got a range of seeds from Sutton Seeds called the Speedy Veg. And they can be sown simply in a window box or, t- or tray. They germinate within a couple of days and they're ready for cutting within six weeks. And the more you cut them, the more the more uh, foliage they produce and the more they give. And the Speedy ve- Veg range from Sutton's comes in a whole range of different varieties like spicy oriental mix or Italian mix or a leaf salad mix. So there's lots of to choose from if you simply go with that speedy range mix. And this is the time of year to start sowing them. I pruned my roses last weekend. Do I need to treat them with anything else? That's from Thomas. Well, the key thing at the moment, once you prune roses and the same thing applies to the apple trees, a good idea is to put on a little bit of winter wash. So you put that onto the naked stems of roses and effectively what it does, it controls any pests that might be overwintering. So aphids and green fly and white fly can overwinter as eggs on the naked stems of roses. And as soon as the rose comes into growth in March and April, of course, the aphids start to hatch out. So if you apply that winter wash now, both onto the stems and also onto the soil, that will help to prevent any pest problems. Mm. The other thing you could do for rose beds and indeed shrub beds at the moment is put a a mulch of bark on because that will help to suppress the weeds without the necessity of using pesticides. So a good layer of bark onto your shrub borders and beds and your rose beds at the moment would again help to to, um, stop those weeds later on. No, the, the the old um, adage was get your worst enemy to prune your roses for you because they'll be yeah. savage with your roses. But Absolutely. is there any danger that if you really savagely cut back, you can kill them? Well, you don't want to be too too ruthless, Pat. But as a rule of thumb, if there are bedding roses, say like flower carpet roses, which are very, very common at the moment, or varieties like trumpeter or any of the McGreedy roses, the common roses that we have in our garden, I normally prune them back to within a foot of soil level, taking out any old dead stems, any crossing branches, anything that's damaged, remove those. Any really thin shoots less than the, the thickness of a pencil, you prune a little bit harder back. So reduce those back to maybe four to six inches. But certainly below, around a foot or slightly below, um, is the ideal pruning um, level for most bush roses. Mm. My children love chips, but I'd love to make healthier ones at home. Can you let me know what varieties are best for homegrown chips? Uh, I'm working from a patio, so not a lot of space to, to grow my own potatoes. Ah, and a great project to do with children because this is the time of year, of course, when seed potatoes are available in garden centres. There's a couple of varieties. If you want something a little bit different, there's a lovely uh, potato variety called BIM, B-I-M. It's actually purple in colour, Pat. It's a real dark, chocolatey purple colour. And when you cook it, the BIM variety holds the colour right through. So if you grow it in a a potato bag, something like the veggie bag on your patio, harvested in July. It's a first early variety, so it'll be be ready for harvesting in July. Once you cook it, and even if you use it as chips, it'll hold that beautiful purple colour. So that's a variety called BIM. But there are others like Premier, which again is a first early variety. Maris Piper is probably the most common variety used in the traditional chips 
that you buy in, in takeaways. So that's a variety called Morris Piper, and it's a main crop variety. So I would actually grow BIM, Premier, and Morris Piper together because that then you'd have chips right through the summer period into autumn. Can you ask Porik what I could use as a screening tree? I live beside a busy road. I have a two-meter wall. So is there something I could put in that has a, maybe a one-and-a-half-meter um, trunk and then thick, yeah. bushy evergreen on top? Absolutely. Well, the cord line would be one, uh, certainly, that would give you that nice, clean stem and, and foliage at the top. But there's also a collection of plants called pleached trees, And it's a method of pruning the trees to create this nice clean stem, often up to two or three metres of clean stem without branches. And then you've got a canopy of foliage at the top, very similar to a lollipop patch with that nice clean stem and rounded head. And pleach trees come in varieties like evergreen oak, which holds its foliage 12 months of the year and doesn't grow too vigorously. So it needs minimal if no pruning whatsoever. Iliagnus abengii also comes, particularly if it's an exposed spot, seaside or windy spot, I'd highly recommend the Iliagnus. So again, that comes in that pleached option with the clean stem. Pleached, yeah, P-L-E-A-C-H-E-D. And hollies come that way as well, or Photinia. Another lovely plant, again, similar to cordline, is a plant called the Chusium palm. Track your carpus for tunii, a beautiful evergreen palm, which again produces a lovely clean stem with those palm-like foliage right at the very top. And it's a great plant for shielding off a neighbouring window or to just block off a view. It's a super okay. plant. So there's lots a of couple of A couple of quick ones to finish. Can you ask, Porter, should I dig up my bamboo tree? I was told yesterday that the roots can damage the foundations of my house. Yeah, it depends on the variety. Some are spreading. If it's a spreading bamboo, it certainly should be planted at least 10 to 50 metres away from any buildings because it does produce underground stems. Now, it generally won't damage a good solid foundation of a building, but at the same time, they do run and the stems uh, run underground and can become a bit of a nuisance. So depending on what variety of um, bamboo it is. Some are a little bit more clump forming and better behaved. So it really depends on the variety. Maybe bring the variety or bring the label into your local garden centre and they'll advise you. And the last one, can you ask Porik about Korean natural fertiliser? What on earth is that? I haven't come across it, Pat, to be quite honest. Um, It's a new one for me. Korean natural fertiliser, I don't honestly know. Well, we'll have to find out. We'll leave it hanging there, perhaps until next week. Porik, thank you very much for joining us. Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family.